Today's episode is brought to you by the Happy Music Teacher Academy, where you can go to get beyond the chaos, build confidence, and find harmony in your music classroom. For more information, go to storiesthatsing.net forward slash join the Happy Music Teacher Academy. See you there. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. elementary music teacher who's frustrated and overwhelmed. I'm Jeanette Shorey, a happy music teacher who loves teaching every day, but it wasn't long ago I was in your shoes. Join me Wednesdays to help you find happy in your music classroom. a better world for our students. Understanding each other's cultures is really a great way to start and music is an easy and fun way to develop curiosity towards others who appear different. When we look for what's wonderful about others who appear different, we begin to build the bridges necessary to a kinder, fairer, and better world. I have a very special guest today She is my good friend that I have known really only over social media and online. We have not actually met in person, but we just feel this connection to each other. And she is a world music children's performer. Her name is Daria. I'm going to let her pronounce her last names because I I know I will mess them up. (laughs) She has spent four decades performing in the USA and around the world creating music to inspire all the world's children. Along with multiple Parents' Choice Awards and numerous national awards for her culturally diverse music, Daria is a published author of World Music Teaching Resources that introduce children to global cultures through music, world music instruments, and musical play. Welcome, Daria. I am so happy to have you on the podcast, and I know that You are such an expert that everything that we talk about is going to be so valuable for my audience. So what I'd like to start out with is I know that you have a really cool story about how you sort of got into this. So if you would tell the listeners a little bit about how you got started in world music and um, what your journey was like. Oh, my goodness. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me on, Jeanette. I am so excited. My pleasure. Music teachers are often that one teacher. You know, some students just don't click with school and I was one of those students, but when there was a music teacher or an art teacher or a, there's a certain teacher that can really kind of reach students. 
And I think that that's why music and all the arts are so important. And the more diverse we make them, the more we're really serving all our students, not just kind of a smaller portion of them, but all our students. And all our students have a curiosity towards their friends and yes. towards the other people in their community. So it's not like we're picking and choosing. It's like we're teaching to the real world. Mm-hmm. And that's so exciting. Um, I My last name, if you wondered about my full name, is Daria Marmaluk Haziwano. And uh, my grandparents are Ukrainian, <laughs> and I'm married to a Greek gentleman. And uh, But I was born in the United States and then raised in South America. So oh. I sometimes feel I am a United Nations in one person. <laughs> Seriously, I would say that. You know, it is so amazing to be able to talk about world cultures by having had the experience and what I thought was made me weird or different I've come to realize actually makes me you know more interesting and more valuable because when I sing songs from cultures they're not songs I've learned in a book I can tell you who taught me that song and what it meant to them and what they were doing when they were singing that song is that a work song well here's how they were working and that's really fun because music is wonderful. It, it ties our community together. It isn't purely entertainment. I mean, it's entertaining, but music, if we go back 100, 200, 1,000 years, music was kind of one of those things that wove us all together. Mm-hmm. When people would sing together, there's this feeling of um, bonding that you just don't get anywhere else. When a mother holds their baby, the baby never says, gee, I think your voice is a five and I'm giving you a thumbs down. No, the baby says that's the voice in, that that I hear in my heart. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. things, when you're um, in Peru, there's songs that kids sing to tease each other and to just like, hey, you, you and then they, they call different names and it's all done in good fun. Um, and later, when they become young men and young women, they'll sing carnivals, carnavales, and they will sing um, kind of silly things or insults back toward each other. But they're oh. meant to be, it's usually because I like you. Uh, so mm-hmm. if I'm telling a boy he looks like this, he knows that I think he's, he's special and we'll meet later. But it's fun how we learn from music. And then there's music we use to mourn. There's music we use to be sad. There's music to remember those we love. Not just something we hear on the radio. It's something that resounds with our heart. Yes. And I love when a music teacher teaches that broader sense of music because it's such a comfort and a joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons that you and I connected so quickly and so like, I I feel like we became fast friends is because we really both have that emotional connection, not only to music, but to people. I mean, I feel that you just have this love of people and it doesn't matter who they are or where they're from or what they're doing in life. You just have this, this driving force of love for, for people. And I feel like everything that you do is based on that feeling. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, I know, I know you said you've done a lot of world traveling and tell us a little bit about some of the things, maybe some quick stories or, or some things that you learned in your travels and, and how did you do all the world traveling? Like, how did that happen? 
Oh boy. Um, when you're young and you're excited about something, you usually just find a way, you know, backpack on your back. And um, at one point I was able to enroll in a Quaker college without walls. And that allowed me to travel. And of course I had to, I had to write something that was the equivalent of a master's thesis, but I didn't care because I'm a nerdy person that likes to, that, that likes to work. So what would have been a oh, challenge to someone else was like, I get to write one of those. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was really exciting because I was writing about genres in Quechua folk music. And I was so lucky to meet there. You know, there are several folk music schools and folk dance schools, and they were willing to, you know, to talk and, you know, really not just talk, but they became friends. They became like kind of mothers and mentors and, and it was so, I think if you approach people with respect mm-hmm. and they see that you love the music and that you are willing to kind of um, it, treasure it, to get right. it accurate, to get it right, then people are willing to open up. And in that way, I was able to meet some people that are just you know, amazingly famous in folklore. And you know, I feel so lucky because learning from those people um, that's just really learning from cultural icons and yes. that, that to me is so important. Yes, I agree. And, um, I, I love what you said about cherishing and respecting the music because that's something else that, you know, in everything you do, you and I have, have gone back and forth a lot with, you know, you, I, you give me lots of advice. Okay. I need I need something from this country. Um, I'd love for it to have a game to go with it or a movement to go with it, whatever. And you've given me really good advice in that. And it it always comes across in what you're doing, the level of respect you have. And I really think that's important because I think one of the things in our world today that we've sort of lost touch with is respecting other people. And I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying there is something in our culture that it you know is not as respectful among everybody and i think that we start with the children because if we can teach them that differences are okay and that it doesn't matter how someone looks or how they sound or or what their thought process is how they think about things it just means they're different it doesn't mean that they're scary or that they're less than, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, so I love that you said that. Oh, and that so much also, um, from having spent so much time in indigenous cultures, there's a respect for all special, what, what we would call special needs, mm-hmm. um, understanding who they are, but not treating them as someone that's below us or different than us. Right. Understanding, you know, in the Hamas Pueblo where my cousin lives, my godchild, um, she's nonverbal and she has many physical issues. So people don't ask Terry Lynn to run a race, but they will come to, but they will all, but she is a hundred percent a part of their life and they'll come up and ask her to draw pictures. So what? there's this, this way of knowing that someone is a full human being and respecting that without making them feel less than and right. that, or, or apart from and I think that's one of the wonderful things too about music is, you know, we find uh, like a musical game or a song where everyone can participate 
And then everyone feels they've built the song together or they've played the song together. They've danced the dance together. Right, right. No need to categorize as this person not there or that person unable. We make it work. And you mentioned a lack of respect, which I think is very true, but also we move so quickly that we, um, if you live in a culture that's slower, you understand more how I need you and you need me, and how and how um, how we're how we are related. You know how we're interrelated in the community, and when mm-hmm. things are slower, it, it's easier to have respect. It's easier to know what's going on in your life. It's easier to know how wonderful that child is, even though they don't speak to know that they draw gorgeous pictures. And if I need someone to draw a picture, I'm going to go to that child Mm -hmm. or to know so-and-so speaks slowly, but that they, but that's, but they convey big thoughts. You know, these are the things when you slow down and appreciate, you know, it, 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 it just comes right back to you. And I think we feel the fullness of what community means when we do that. I agree. I'm glad you said that about slowing down. I definitely feel like this year I have slowed down a lot and and I'm experiencing everything I'm doing, teaching especially in a very different way than I ever have. So I that's that's really such a good point. So let's talk a little bit about because my audience is mostly elementary school music teachers. Tell us a little bit about the types of resources that you have and how they can be beneficial to um, someone who's looking for multicultural music, a multicultural game, um, you know, activities, uh, coloring sheets, that sort of thing. Tell us tell us a little bit about your resources. Well, wonderful. I have a Teachers Pay Teachers store and you can kind of browse them. There's over 100 freebies because I really know having so many friends that are teachers, I always like to break out things that are, you know, that are free. That's awesome. Thank you. Enrich enrich your resource bundle. Um, Mm -hmm. But everything else is, I hope, very reasonably priced. And there's songs, games, if you want to know what the background of the song La Cucaracha is. So when you're singing it or playing it or teaching it, then you'll know exactly what the cultural background is. There's so much beyond, you know, just what you see in a song. And that's what a lot of my resources are. This year, actually at your, um, because it was one of your ideas, I've really taken books that I adore. And, you know, I always, uh, for me, books are only second to music. Right, (laughs) same here, same here. So I found these great books that I would just, you know, gush on to everyone I could talk about and wrote a lesson plan. And I never even realized that, but I'm hoping that is super helpful because you've got the book. I'll tell you about the book, but I'll give you four or five different activities you can do with it. Like Mm -hmm. a mariachi is about a young girl that wanted to be a mariachi, but everyone in her environment said, no, boys and men only. Now that's actually not culturally true because some, there were some very famous women mariachis, but in this story, she experienced what most girls do and she finds a way to play the guitarron, which is that gigantic, uh, large guitar. Mm-hmm. And you know, I won't, I won't do a spoiler alert here, but she succeeds. 
And so with that book, I also give you videos of female mariachi groups that you can look mm-hmm. at. I also give you a mariachi word search and, and multiple coloring pages so that you can see wh- what are each of those instruments? What does the guitarron look like? What does the guitar look like? What does the little vihuela look like? You know, mm-hmm. so you can kind of, by the time you've played with this, you kind of know every instrument in a mariachi band. Right. And hopefully it makes, when next time you see something, you'll be able to say, oh, I understand that. I know what they're playing. I'm noticing everyone singing. And in a mariachi band, there are a few musicians that are not also singers. Right. And that's right. a very cool thing, you know, because you're getting voices raised, not just one lead singer. Mm-hmm. So I'm, in, I'm excited to have done things on books. Oh, I can't wait to do one on um, the Filipino, the um, the bamboo t- tinikling. Straight on that because there are so many new books on that. It's a great game. There are wonderful songs. Um, I've just done one on Shakira. One on um, uh, one of my favorite. Um, oh, is it Ada's violin? I'm oh, yes, yes. Yes. Um, and because I'd always heard about the Recycling Orchestra of Paraguay mm-hmm. and that they've toured the world. And the story of that is just fantastic. But with that book package, I show you videos of that actual orchestra playing mm-hmm. and show you an interview of, of one or two in the children explaining how they made their instrument from trash because they had no access to anything but their teacher believed in them, literally walked them through the process of making not just throwaway instruments, percussion instruments, not just play instruments, but actual instruments that they now use in their concerts around the world. Which and is amazing. Their, oh, it is. Their motto is they gave us trash and we give them back music. So yeah. there are so many great, there are so many great stories that will inspire your students and, you know, just show you that music is, you know, many of us grow up in a household where we listen to one or two kinds of music. Mm-hmm. And I think the music classroom is just such a wonderful way to expand that. You yes. know, if you're hungry with your ears, well, now you can hear what that is, what the recyclism of Paraguay sounds like. You can hear what mariachi sing like. You can hear what a Chinese New Year song and dragon parade sound like. Mm-hmm. These are all things that really help children get this bigger sense of what music means out there in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you've included, um, Daria was kind enough to share a couple of these lesson plans with me. Well, I mean, over the years, she's shared many different um, activities with me, but um, the El Mariachi that she, or La Mariachi rather, that she was just talking about. um, I actually was reading that to my students today and the little boys and the little girls were so horrified when I got to the part where it was like, girls aren't allowed. And they, I heard gasps, like first graders, like, Oh my God. I mean, they were just, just, I mean, totally blown away. And, um, the, the that fact is so that, good. It is so good that they were horrified at that. I know, I know. I was like, yay, this is good. This is good. Um, and they, I love that you that you show the videos as well, because, you know, we as general music teachers only have access to so many things. And even if we have a violin in our in our classroom or um, a guitar on, which I, I don't think very many I've never actually even seen one in person, we don't 
most of us wouldn't be able to play it. So, you know, you have your level of expertise and I'm going to say to you, elementary music teachers, that it is okay to play these videos. You are not being lazy. You are not being, um, you know, you're giving your students that wealth of information that you have access to at your fingertips. And, you know, it's, it's okay to spend three minutes looking at, or five minutes or 10 minutes looking at different types of music in different cultures and different instruments, because that is the only way that we really can sort of train our students' ears. I loved what you said about, about having hungry ears. I am going to use that because that's just an awesome phrase. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you, you've really given us some great activities to go with these books. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about Daria also has the Music Museum Online, which is a YouTube channel that I use fairly consistently. So tell us a little bit about that one. And then we'll talk about your um, your other YouTube channel. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, the Music Museum, like most other people, I was kind of shocked at what COVID did and how everything shut down. And you know, I think most of us took a step back and said, whoa, how, what are we doing? You know, I created a lot of remote materials, but it struck me that wouldn't it be great to have a YouTube channel that said, here's a five minute video about what a cajon is. What's a box drum? What country does it come from? How do you play it with your hands, with your feet? You know, and you'll see some of my videos are a little silly, but I will show you, you know, things like cajon, cajita, quijada. And when I don't know an instrument, I will have a friend on that will, that's an expert at that. And he or she will show you what, uh, what the trutruca is, you know, what this is, what that is. And they'll tell you stories. So it's this, I, I imagine, wouldn't it be fun to have a place in cyberspace where you could walk into an instrument museum and say, oh, I didn't know there was a jaw harp in Japan. Well, mm -hmm. there is an indigenous jaw harp and you'll meet a friend of mine that is amazing at it. And the notes are underneath in English, obviously, but it's a chance to meet these things that, gee, in our day-to-day -day life, we wouldn't have a chance to do it. Right. And of course, right. music and movement. And Jeanette's done at least one video for me that's gone through the roof because everyone wants to, knows a cute song. It's maybe a song for a special occasion like Groundhog's Day. And then, but how do you get the kids to participate? Not just sit right. and listen, but okay. Oh, and then use their imagination and use their bodies as movement. Mm -hmm. You know, really become a full person by being creative and physically active. And so there's on the music museum, you're going to find music and movement ideas, music with movement with scarves, music with acting out bate, bate, chocolate. Ah, yes. Um, and learning the background of why are we bateing, bateing the chocolate? And what do we use to do that? It's it for me, it just makes a song so much richer when mm -hmm. I know when I'm not just repeating syllables, but when uh, when I know what I'm saying and I'm thinking of how delicious the chocolate is or what I was using to mix it with. Um, right. It, it just, I, as I get older, I just feel like um, every time I sing a song, it's got a little bit more in it. It's got a little more life in it. And, and yeah. to me, that's kind of, that's kind of fun that, you know, we're getting older, but we're kind of adding more to everything we create. I agree. You you know, you're 
you're developing as a person and, you know, the older you get, the more you develop, the more ideas you have, the more you're experiencing. And, you know, I, I do think that that as a creative person, that really lends itself. You know, if you're it when, when you're aging, you're, you're really developing, you're developing your creativity, you're developing your ideas and you become more knowledgeable. I mean, uh, the older you get, I really do think the wiser you get. Absolutely. So that means that that music teachers of any age are incredibly valuable to kids because yes. it's great to see the younger teachers. It's great to see middle ages, great to see older teachers. They're all bringing kind of their certain magic to their classrooms. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a magic that can't be repeated by anyone else. Everyone brings their experiences, their thoughts, their expertise, you know, absolutely. That's, you know, you will become a favorite teacher in a child's heart by just being yourself. For sure. For sure. So tell us a little bit about, um, because Daria is also a composer, a musician, a singer. Tell us a little bit about your other YouTube channel and what types of things that we could go to that channel to, to listen to music or, or experience that sort of thing. Oh, wonderful. Um, it's called Daria Music, and it's, uh, I think you can, well, we'll put the link there. But it's Yeah, just the, link Daria to, the links to everything will be in the show notes. Uh-huh. It's all multicultural kids' music videos. Many of them are bilingual, and by bilingual, I mean in many languages, Arabic and English, um, Spanish, Ladino and English, and Ladino is that mixture of Hebrew with Spanish spoken by Sephardic people of Spain, but all, and songs like Ocho Candelicas, Eight Little Candles. Um, so many great songs and I, many of them I'll put lyrics, many of them you'll see ASL signing to. So I've really just dreamed of having a very inclusive channel where, where there can be a lot of fun and, um, and songs that you recognize, but maybe some songs you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, a song that's in Yiddish and English, Tumbalalaika, it's about, um, a, about uh, it's a riddle song, like, um, you know, like the, I gave my love a cherry. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a Yiddish version of that. A boy falls in love with a girl and she must answer three riddles. Well, guess what? She out riddles him. And that when when she is smarter than any of his questions, he knows he wants to fall in love with her. And this is all while the balalaika is going tumbala, tumbala, tumbalalaika. So anyhow, those are the kind of songs. um, When I do that song, I sing you the Yiddish, but I also sing you my English translation. Because I want you to not just does it say, well, that, those are, that sounds good. That's nice. I want you to hear the story of a certain young man and, and, and how the girl out riddled him. And Love it. So many times when I'm doing a song that's in another language, I like to write an English version because my audience is primarily English. Mm-hmm. And I want you not just to sing along to beautiful syllables. I want you to know that that's what that story is. And that's right. the fun of it you know, to, to kind of, to take songs that have been loved one way and expand it. So it's easier to understand. And once you understand that you love it. Right. Right. It and it's part of you. They always ask me, um, what, Miss Shory, what does this mean? What, um, what are we singing? Yeah. I mean, always like there's always somebody that'll be like, okay, I need to know what that means. So 
And, you know, it, it just enhances the music for them once they have the translation and they know what they're singing about. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting. A lot of music teachers have, um, they've been picking up my song called Asalam Alechem, which is the Muslim greeting, peace be upon you. And it has a solemn, they do it for Christmas, for like the holiday concert, because they often hear from their families that are Muslim, that at that time of year, they just feel completely left out. And it's not a particularly religious song, it just means peace be upon you and upon your peace. And upon you, peace, may your joys be many, may your sorrows cease. But it makes, when we're thinking about holidays, you know, we'll have Christmas songs, we'll probably add a um, uh, Hanukkah song, but also it's nice to add something that acknowledges people in the audience, families in the audience are Muslim, that, that you know, rather than having them feel left out, and it seemed to, there may be 20 words in the song, and half of them are English, so you're not really learning you know, long Arabic words, but you've learned the Arabic reading. Peace be upon us, assalamu alaikum. And it's it's just, I think kids always feel like when they learn something like that, they're on the inside track. You know, yeah. They hear someone saying assalamu alaikum to someone else, and the other person responding, alaikum assalam. They know what they're saying back and forth. They're kind of a party to this to this wonderful expansion of language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like they've you've opened up a new part of the world to them, you know, mm -hmm. that they didn't have access to before. And that that's important. You know, that is probably one of the most important things that we can do for our children is to continuously open up different parts of the world to help them understand and to help them grow as people. Oh my goodness. You mentioned, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say quickly, I got inspired to write that because I was playing at a library, let's say probably um, inner city Philadelphia. And mm -hmm. while I was unloading my gear, um, the two young girls came by with hijab, you know, with the, with the headscarf and the girls helping me, the other kids helping me load my instruments and tease them. You know, like, oh, I forget what they said, but it was definitely not kind and it made them feel awkward and, and upset. And, you know, I made a point of, you know, it's like, you look beautiful in your scarf. What do you call your scarf? Because, you know, scarves can be called a job. They can be called different things. And I made a point of saying to the kids later, you know, this is important to them. You know, this is something right. they find beautiful. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if there was a song that kind of um, talked about the beauty of this culture, as opposed to kind of people going, whoa, you're wearing a skullcap, or you're wearing hijab, or you're wearing, you know, turban, but talk about how beautiful, how beautiful to greet someone when you meet them on the street to say, peace be upon you, and they respond, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and upon you, peace. You know, I, I think when we open these doors, then kids think twice before thinking something is weird and, right, and begin right. to think of it as an opportunity to see beauty or make a friend or to ask, why do you respectfully, why do you wear that? What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. You know, because truthfully, we can ask anything if we ask with respect. Yes. Yes. And, and that is so important. And, and to be the good model for our children, our students, so that they understand that it's not okay to make fun, but they also understand that 
you know, you're seeking to understand and that gives them the model to understand as well, to, to seek, to understand, to, to investigate before they judge. And again, something that's so needed in our world today. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you notice most kind of bad behavior is usually something that they've seen a child is, you know, it's not something a child comes up with. It's something they've seen around them. And if we could start diffusing them and tell them there is just a better way, you know, there's a better way and also develop empathy. You know, Mm -hmm. if you were that Mm -hmm. child, if you were this, wouldn't you want someone to come up and say, Hey, that's interesting, but I don't understand it. You know, would you eat at my lunch table? You know, we all want, we all want that. We all want people to go beyond what our hair color or language skill or, or whatever is and meet me, you know? Right. Right. It's so valid. So valid. So before we started recording, you spoke of an award and I know you've won some, some different types of awards, but this is something recent that I didn't know about. So tell us more about that. Oh my goodness. And and there are many from music teachers grants and awards. So I encourage you to always just keep up with the social media and see if there's an opportunity to get a grant for your classroom to get some new instruments. But this year I won the Leeway grant. It's a grant for um, an outstanding artist in social change. And it gave me an unrestricted amount of money with which to create art for social change during 2023. Wow, that is amazing. Unrestricted? Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, and because usually when you get a grant, you get a grant and you'll say, I want to buy 20 tubas for my orchestra, or I want to do this project with music in a mural, and you define it. Well, an unrestricted grant is just allowing your artistic or your artistry to grow. And boy, that feels really special. Um, I'm sure. So so tell us more about what you're using it for tell us tell us what you've developed oh I was so excited I'm working on a song called the inclusive playground song with Mm -hmm. a young woman named Dallas she's about 10 years old and she is an advocate for people with cerebral palsy and she is in a wheelchair but her wheelchair does not hold her back and um, she just goes on the best adventures with her super supportive family and she brings our attention to something called the Recess Project that, that builds for free playgrounds that are inclusive, that will allow wow. wheelchairs and people and ramps and a, a braille wall and all those things. So this grant has allowed me to get to know her, to work with the Recess Project and to write a song called We Are Better Together. Together we're better. All are welcome here. We all belong like different notes in a song and all are welcome here. Oh, wow. Wonderful. So I've partnered. I've also written a, a song in support of uh, Starbucks um, unions organizing because I do believe everyone should have, you know, I'm very much behind, you know, the writers that want a living wage and a good contract. And mm-hmm. and that was very, it, it allows me to do um, just so many things. It helps me pay the bill in the studio when I'm recording a new song or right. uh, some money for promotion um just the opportunity to work on some projects that that to me are really exciting i am also working on something hopefully uh called the farmer is a gal you know instead instead of the farmer in the dell showing people how there are wonderful ways to farm that you might not think about 
And also you might not think about a gal. You always think, oh, McDonald had a farm. Right. Well, I'd like to tell you that it could also be Mrs. McDonald or Ms. McDonald. Love it. <laughs> and I have friends that raise ducks. I have friends that raise bees. I have friends that I have one amazing woman grows gourds and then she creates oh. shangarees and she is from the African tradition, but has also traveled back to Africa to enhance her understanding. So her farming, she farms musical instruments. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so but you, we can use a song to kind of um, create a focal point for learning. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. me, that's not, it's not just about women can do anything, but it's also about reconnecting with the earth, right. you know, respecting the bees so that you are a good beekeeper, um, understanding this so you can do that. And uh, I just want kids to have more access to things um, that I guess I would call from traditional cultures, things Mm -hmm. when life was slower, whether it's, you know, whether it's becoming a beekeeper or caring for your livestock in a loving way or growing certain things and just, you know, creating things that are healthy and whole that people can then will nourish your community. There's just so much out there. I want people to know that it's possible to have this job or to create to create that in their own world so it's so nice to be able to take on a project and not think oh how am I going to fund this you right, know right. <laughs> to Amazing. be able to do it at the highest level and not worry you know about well how will I ever get this out you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely definitely so tell us what what have we not talked about what what um, what information would you like us to know? Um, all of Daria's contact information, her TPT store, her YouTube channels, um, all of her social media information, her website will all be in the show notes so you can reach out to her because I will tell you she has such a giving heart and she has been just amazing to me. Um, anytime that I've reached out for help, she's always right there. She gets right back to me. So, you know, you can totally reach out to her with questions, with concerns, whatever it happens to be, um, to find a, a particular piece of music that, that, you know, maybe she's sung, written, um, whatever. So, um, but what have we not covered? What do you want people to know? Well, I guess the one thing is that um, I also do a lot of craft projects with music and I do a book and a craft so it can bring, you know, especially for children that really want hands-on things. um, You can read about Chinese New Year, then make a Chinese bolangu, which Mm -hmm. is a pellet drum or a monkey drum. And I found honestly, it works beautifully with special needs children, but any child, because there's a child in all our hearts that wants to just go (laughs) and make the monkey monkey drum sing. Mm -hmm. And, and with so many of those things too, you can now personalize it to your birth sign. Are you a year of the monkey? Are you a year of the snake? Well, your bolongu can have that design. So I I do a lot of those things like that. How do you make maracas? How do you make rice and bean maracas so that the sounds are macho and imbra, which is professional maracas have two different sounds. So you can create more, you can create more <laughs> rhythms 
you know, and, but, but I do it with rice and beans because you can teach rhythms by rice, rice, beans, rice, rice, beans, ah. rice, beans, rice, beans. And that's so much easier than left or right, you know, or, right. but it's a great way to learn a rhythm because it's visual and mm -hmm. they're all recycled. Most music teachers just do not have uh, an exorbitant budget to buy 30 pairs of this or 30 really, but I can show you how to make them from recycled products. Maybe they won't last forever. They may only last one year, but you'll be able to literally play Puili to a song from Hawaii or the South Pacific. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. The other thing about crafts is when a child creates their own craft, it's theirs. And right. that's the color. That's the design they picked. They made it longer. They made it shorter. They made it that. This one's mine. And mm -hmm. that creates this kind of ownership in creativity that I think um, I think that kids need to know that we need to put our hands on things. We need to know we're capable and we created it and now we can use it. Right. And, and you can take it home. Right. You know, They're, they they now like think about those students who maybe don't have access to even books or, or, you know, that sort of thing. So for them to be able to take home what they made and use it at home, that's amazing. Oh, absolutely. And like for Kwanzaa, I have Kente cloth drums and um, a list of what each of the colors symbolizes. So I love doing that crap because kids think, oh, oh, blue means that. That's me. No, gold is me. No, I want it to be more red because red means... You know, so, and I usually tie that in with a book called Seven Spools of Thread that that's kind of about the the backstory of, of Kwanzaa and colors and colors. But this is what I'm saying is that there are so many ways we can use music to also teach culture. And mm -hmm. in any of our traditional cultures, all our stories, all our songs, there's a moral, you know, like the Seven Spools of Thread. It was about being humble and working together and mm -hmm. guess who of seven brothers, guess who won out the one that was humble and kind. And so we're, you know, many of these things are wonderful moral stories, right? About how goodness is it, how goodness creates the best results. And I mean, those are the books that delight me ones that are not just informational and fun, but that also teach this lesson that makes kids feel good about being good. Right, right. Being their own natural, good, cool selves. <laughs> Love it. Their own natural, good, cool selves. That's amazing. That's that is how amazing. they were born. We just have to keep pushing them in that direction. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I know that my listeners are going to get so much value out of, first of all, just listening to your journey and the the different resources that you have available out there. And again, I will be linking everything to the show notes. Where is the number one place that you want people to go to that you can just say right now, okay, look me up here. Well, probably teachers pay teachers, but also just email me directly. I honestly, I've loved corresponding with Jeanette, but every question I get, I, it's just, I get excited. It's like, oh, how do I, you know, what do I show? What do I share? And mm -hmm. if you are suffering from a low budget and there's something you need, just reach out to me because, oh, you know, nice. I, I just completely understand you should not be coming out of pocket with certain things. And, you know, if I can provide something, I would love to do it. And the only other thing is that sometimes I write songs with, with classrooms 
And if I have a space of time and uh, you have some time and you have a classroom that wants to write a song, we can write a parody together. Well, I did that during COVID, boy, did I have fun just seeing the creativity in kids' hearts. And we start with the structure and then we create a song. And then I hope the kids go on afterwards feeling just this incredible confidence in their ability to write songs. Yeah, I mean, start simple, but it, but then you can take it wherever you want to the moon. Yeah, exactly. You're, I mean, you're, you're developing a level of creativity and a level of confidence in them that they probably didn't have before. You know I mean? If you come up to a child and say, okay, we're going to write a song. They're like, uh, what? Wow. Yes. <laughs> How's that happening? No, I don't do that. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, I also have, you know, I wrote the Earth Day song and I have a version where teachers can write their own Earth Day song. And there's a karaoke track. You start with the basics and then you let the kids input their ideas. Mm -hmm. What are the things you would do to save the earth? What are the things that are important? Well, they all fit in the verses. So at the end of the day, you don't have my Earth Day song. You have your Earth Day song. Right. Back to the chorus. We've got the whole world in our hands. And I love that because then the class has ownership. And so often when I do that, kid goes, I wrote the verse about turtles. And uh-huh. so I love that verse. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So, so give us your email address so that, so that if anybody's like, hasn't gone to the show notes and they just want to write down your email address. Absolutely. It's very simple. It's Daria Music. And that's just one word, D-A-R-I-A-M-U-S-I-C, no spaces, at yahoo.com. Could not be easier, but my website's also Daria Music, so you'll find me there. Um, I'm really easy to find on the internet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and she's in all the social places as well. Well, I want to thank you for everything you shared with us today. It has been just amazing to talk to you. I always love, you know, connecting with you. And um, thank you so much for all of the wealth of knowledge that you've shared with us today and that I know you'll continue sharing in the future. Oh, thank you, Jeanette. You are such an inspiring music teacher. And it's it's just a joy to work with people who then is, are going to pass that kind of joy and happiness and knowledge and enthusiasm to their students. I know the listeners out there are going to be that teacher, that teacher that kids remember. Oh, I love Absolutely. so and so. And there's, it doesn't get better than being being special in the hearts of a child that oh my gosh so true so (laughs) thank you so much thank you everyone have a wonderful week if you got some great tips and tidbits that are going to help you become a happy music teacher i would be so thankful if you'd leave me a review thanks so much for your time well that's all i have for you today but before i go let me remind you Keep learning, keep growing, and keep being fabulous you.